Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Danny Thompson with AroundTheAssociation.com, and this is the Around the Association podcast, the Eastern Conference second half edition. Uh, we just recorded the uh, the Western Conference coming back edition. Uh, it was Tuesday, and kind of been a busy week, so we got the Thursday pod coming out right before we get to the second half tip off game. So, in the first podcast, we discussed the, each storyline for the fifteen teams that are going to go on um, in the Western Conference for the final few weeks of the NBA season. Now. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the, the conference that made the most most exciting changes, which is the Eastern Conference. So the Eastern Conference race is kind of broken down into th- uh, three tiers. You have the teams that are, are championship contenders, which is about maybe three or four of them. When I say championship, teams that legitimately have a chance at the NBA Finals. Then you have the, the group of teams that are going to be definitely playoff teams. And then you have the group of teams that are going to be fighting for the playoffs. And after that, you know, you have the teams like the Knicks in the lottery. So let's let's start at the very top. You know, you can never stop from first to last. You go from top to bottom. So let's start with the Milwaukee Bucks, who lead the Eastern Conference at the best record in the entire NBA as we start the second half of the season. And really the main storyline for them is just finishing things off. And when I say finishing things off, it's real simple. The Bucks have to get home court. Even though the Bucks have one of the, I think the, one, of the, one of the two best records in the NBA on the road, that means nothing in a playoff series. Because teams like Boston and even Toronto, and I say Toronto because the majority of the roster has gotten playoff experience, especially together. And when they added Danny Green and, and, and Kawhi Leonard, you know, they've got championship experience on the roster. Now on the flip side, the Bucks, you know, they, this unit, their core group has not done anything deep in the playoffs. I mean, if you look at Giannis, you look at Chris Middleton, you look at Eric Bledsoe, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Brooke Lopez, those guys really have not accomplished much in the playoffs. Even Miritich they brought in. They don't have that advantage of the playoffs. So every little bit helps. And it helps to have the best player in the Eastern Conference, which is Giannis Antetokounmpo, playing the 
every position on the floor. And you have Chris Middleton, who some people didn't think was an all-star, which I don't, I'm so shocked for you know why. As we learned in the all-star game, the guy can shoot the basketball. And we didn't get to see his other, his other great feature of his game, which is the ability to play defense because in the all-star game, no one plays defense until the fourth quarter. Eric Bledsoe's had an all-star type of season at the point guard. Malcolm Brogdon is still one of the better shooters in the NBA and also allows Bledsoe to play the off guard. Don't forget Nikola Mirotic's impact. Now, his impact is going to change a lot of different things, especially with stretching the floor. Him and Brooke Lopez are going to launch a ton of threes. So, Blake Lopez is averaging over six a game. Miritich gets his share. And any type of rotation to have is going to be a really, really good rotation. And the Bucks are solid. I mean, the Bucks have made the moves and they're, they're, they're set. All they have to do is just finish off with the Eastern Conference because you do not, and I mean, do not want to play a road game seven in Boston or in the team I'm going to mention is in second place, which is the Toronto Raptors. Speaking of the Raptors, Raptors, they went out and got Marc Gasol at the deadline. Another big, huge addition. Gasol is going to be a guy right now coming off the bench, but his ability to make plays, and I think he'll get a lot of fourth quarter minutes, it, it makes... It frees up so much space on the perimeter. Danny Green's had a phenomenal year shooting a three-point ball. You know, Kawhi Leonard is arguably an MVP candidate, definitely top five uh, in the MVP voting right now. And then you have Pascal Siakam, who's just been uh, – if he does win the most improved player of the year in the NBA, then there's something's wrong with the entire award itself. Don't forget, you know, you have guys like OG and Obi. You have um, – where Fred Van Fleet comes back from injury. They added Jeremy Lamb when Van Fleet went down. They have weapons upon weapons upon weapons. Don't forget Serge Ibaka. They have so many guys on the floor that can do damage. And I haven't mentioned the other all-star, Kyle Lowry. You know, he's been stuck in a shooting slump all season. It just takes Lowry a couple games because he's been such a good shooter over his career to get this over, getting it through. And he's one of the best, one of the best passers in the NBA, as you can tell, because he leads the NBA in assists. Now the Raptors have to put it all together for first year coach Nick Nurse. They have the pieces together. They made the run. Now the question is, can they finish the job in, in, in the North? I mean, really it is. If the Raptors can catch the Bucks and they get a game seven at home in any series in the Eastern Conference, they're going to win most, most cases. The Raptors been, a kryptonite is sitting in the Western Conference in the, in the, in the nine or 10 spot right now, which is LeBron James. Now that he's gone, now the Raptors have a chance to win everything. The question is, kind of like the Bucks, they have to finish business. And now also, the major story is Kawhi Leonard cannot get hurt. As good as OG Nobi has been, if Kawhi goes down, season is your chances to win the uh, win the Eastern Conference slims down considerably almost to none. Because Leonard is just that good of a basketball player. You look at the Philadelphia 76ers right now. The Sixers went out and got a second move before the deadline. They went and got Jimmy Butler earlier on the season. Now they got Tobias Harris. And their starting five on paper is the best in the NBA. I even think better than Golden State because of the fact of when you look at the health factor, um, the weakest link of the starting five, I mean, I, you know, I think I, I think Golden State gives them a run for the money as well too because as, as of right now, because Cousins has not been completely let go. Now, my minutes restriction is coming up even higher. He's going to play more than 25 minutes he's given. Um, but right now, the Sixers have such a good starting five. It just has to be used correctly. The bench is still going to be suspect. I mean, they added Bobby Manjanovic, you know, who's going to play a backup center role. They have TJ McConnell. You know, they have Landry Sham. has been really, really good off the bench. But it, it's really going to come down to the Sixers executing off the bench, Wilson Chandler and Yona Bolden. They have the guys to do it, but, you know, Furk and Cormac just went down. I can see the Sixers going out and getting one more of these buyout guys. Uh, 
you know, and the right fit is still sitting out there, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. Um, it's the right, he's the right fit, but they have to go in the playoffs with what they have. The Sixers are going to have to ride those horses completely. And the big storyline for the Sixers is coming together. If they don't come together, this thing will fall apart. And if it falls apart, Brett Brown might be out of the job. And the real question is, will Elton Brand bring this unit together under a brand new coach if this thing falls apart? The Boston Celtics is kind of the same thing as the Sixers right now. It's a whole bunch of guys trying to get together to get one cause. Listen, the Sixers, the Celtics are playing for right now. You cannot worry about what happens in, in July with Anthony Davis because we haven't gotten to July yet. Like I said, we've all known there's been one big chemistry issue with this entire team all season. At the end of the day, it really comes down to does the Celtics, can the Celtics get it together? And that's the big, the big storyline for them is can the Celtics get it together? Brad Stevens has been, we've given Brad Stevens this big, you know, Signed as one of the best inbound coaches in the league, especially late game situations. One of the best X and O guys, one of the best head coaches. This is going to be a true test of how good of his coaching ability is. Because when you look at the team right now, they have all the talent in the world, but can he get Kyrie Irving and those guys on the same page together? Can he find Gordon Hayward? Find the Gordon Hayward we saw before the injury. You know, it's been about half the season and Hayward is still just trying to find his way. And I know the injury takes a while, but they're going to need the Gordon Hayward, at least 90% of Gordon Hayward, because he is the X factor. It's not Kyrie Irving. It's not Al Horford. It's not Jalen Brown, not Jason Tatum. The X factor is Gordon Hayward because Hayward can create off the dribble. He can create for others. And he's a 20 point a game scorer, you know, if needed to be. If he's out there doing what Gordon Hayward did in Utah and you throw Kyrie Irving on the perimeter, it doesn't make Kyrie so much of a ball-dominant player. Hayward can play with the second unit. He can find Terry Rozier and make Terry Rozier exist when Kyrie Irving's actually playing. Jalen Brown is starting to come uh, come along, and if Jason Tatum can find some rhythm with Al Horford and those guys, they're a dangerous team, and they're still the favorite in the East. I know I love I love. Uh, Milwaukee, I love Toronto. I still think Boston is still a favorite in the East. So as we continue going down the Eastern Conference, let's talk about the Indiana Pacers real quick. The Pacers, you know, they had so many high expectations, high, high hopes, you know, after having a great playoff series last year and falling one game short of beating the Cavs, Victor Oladipo and, and company rolled into the season and they were a top three team in the East until Oladipo went down. Now the Pacers have been playing on band-aids. They added Wesley Matthews and everybody seemed to be playing together for each other. And it's a great and beautiful thing to see. Now the major question for Indiana is, who is the guy that's going to finish games? Oladipo was that guy. Miles Turner, I'm not sure, is that guy. So somebody, especially on the perimeter, has to be has to show that they could close out games and be the guy to take and hit the big shot. If Wesley Matthews can do that, Wesley Matthews will elevate his free agent stock to levels that we have not seen since before the injury and when he was that guy in Dallas. Other, other options, Tyreek Evans, if, you know, if Evans's body can stay together, you know, Darren Collison, you know, Corey Joseph, somebody has to become the closer from the perimeter. It can't be on Sabonis. It can't be on Miles Turner. I know teamwork has been the game. Yeah, Bonjanovic, but somebody has to be able to be the game changing, game breaking guy that finishes games off in Indiana. So. We look at those four teams, the top four, top five teams East. Now it's going to the most exciting team in the Eastern Conference, which is the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets have somehow built them, not somehow, but they've built themselves on a style that is just fun to watch. 
D'Angelo Russell is turning it, turning is turned into an all-star and really has turned into the centerpiece of what Brooklyn has been showing. They got Karis LeVert back before the break. And really when you have time off coming off a foot injury, only thing it's going to do is help you when it comes to getting yourself and your timing back in. You have him back. They're going to get Spencer Dinwiddie back in a couple of weeks. Dinwiddie was, is the super sub, super sub six man off the bench. You have three point champion Joe Harris on the perimeter and Jerry Allen, who's not afraid to block shots. I'm not saying Brooklyn's going to win a playoff series, but Brooklyn, if they get the right matchup in the playoffs, is going to cause all kind of trouble for anybody in the Eastern Conference in the playoffs. They are this year's Indiana Pacers. They're going to give whoever they play in the first round the biggest headache. If the three-point shot's going down, they can win any game in this playoff series. Do not sleep on how good the uh, the Nets are. So you have those two teams. Now you have the teams that are fighting for the playoffs. It's about a group of about four or five teams in the situation. You have the Detroit. You have the Detroit Pistons who who hold one of the final playoff spots. The Pistons have, all, have turned it All Star season. Blake Griffin might be one of his best of his entire career. Andre Drummond's driving rebounds, and they've traded for Wade, they acquired Wade Ellington in the buyout market. The problem with the Pistons is that they still have Reggie Jackson as point guard. So if Reggie Jackson is still your point guard, then anything goes at this point. They're still uh, still struggling to score from the wing, and I'm just not confident in, in, the, in the Pistons. The only reason why the Pistons could potentially make the playoffs is the fact that the rest of the Eastern Conference have so many more issues like themselves. The Charlotte Hornets are in a playoff spot. The problem is the Hornets are not consistent. It's inconsistencies and blowing leads. And the Hornets have blown a ton of them this year. So if Charlotte can't close out games, they can't win games either. Kimball Walker is an all-star. He, had a, he, he starred the whole weekend in Charlotte as being his hometown. Now he has to prove why he's potentially a $200 million man. If we thought the early season Kimba was something, late season Kimba has to repre- has to basically do what early season Kimba did. They've got to win games to get in the playoffs. You look at the Miami Heat, they're now starting to get healthy. Gordon Drogic should be back very soon. And, you know, if Hassan Whiteside would like to decide to show up the rest of the season, it's going to make things different. Now, now they got rid of Wayne Allen is no longer there and Tyler Johnson is no longer there, which kind of frees up some of the backcourt space. Don't forget Justice Winslow has been phenomenal playing in Drogic's absence. They have James Johnson. You have Kelly Olenek the, and Bam Adebayo, but the X factor is Drogic's return and can Hassan Whiteside actually play basketball and continue to play basketball. The Orlando Magic is fighting for a playoff spot as well, too. The Magic basically made a decision for the deadline by not trading Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross, two guys that are impending free agents. They decide to go with what they have. The problem is the Magic do have issues with the bench. Markel Fultz is coming soon. We just don't know when. The bench is still not very good. They still have a point guard. Nothing, no offense against DJ Augustine, but the backup point guard situation has not been filled. And Augustine's not a 35 a game night, uh, 35 minute a game guy at the point guard position. Not sure they can make the playoffs that way. And you look at the last team that's fighting for the playoffs is the Washington Wizards. Even without John Wall, for some reason, it's the Eastern Conference and the Wizards are still part of the playoff mix. Brad Beal, it's been it's been an all star season. Uh, they've gotten some um, great play from Bobby Portis and, and Jabari Parker since the trade, uh, and now Dwight Howard is now trying to find himself back on the floor. This could get interesting in Washington. Outside of those, the rest of the teams, the Eastern Conference, have no chance of making it. Chicago gone. They they've had injuries, and the and the Bulls are not ready for the playoffs just yet. Cavs, terrible. See you later. They're not making the playoffs either. They're fighting to make sure they get a top three or four pick. We all know how bad New York is. And Atlanta still has Trey Young and John Collins. So interesting to watch. So I don't have, I really have to go into too much detail with the four, the four, the four worst teams in Eastern Conference because really we all know where they're going. The real question is where they're going to end up in the lottery. So let me know your opinions down below. And at the same time, do you think any of these teams in the Eastern Conference can ca- challenge the Golden State Warriors? I think there might be three of them. Let me know your thoughts. So, we'll catch you guys later on this week. This is Dan Thompson from the Association. Peace.
to take the next step. I'm ready for a university that will help me advance in my education and career. A university that will make me feel supported and connected. I'm ready for ODU Online. Click this ad or go to online.odu.edu today. Five-hour tea with caffeine from green tea leaves. It's delicious, energizing, and comes in three amazing flavors. With zero sugar and four calories, it fits your life. With its compact size and portability, it goes where you go. To the campsite, the hiking trail, the beach, without weighing you down. Five-hour tea. Caffeine from green tea leaves. Release your natural sight from the makers of 5-Hour Energy. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com. 